The plunge is always scary, but taking it always pays off. So without succumbing to fear, let's dive in. All right, so we're back with a new name. A new name, Cold Plunge. Cold Plunge. Um, so I guess we should just first quickly take care of the, uh, the name change. We should. We should. Um, I don't have tons of thoughts on it. I would just like what we're doing to be sustainable. Um, and I think we just feel like, for whatever reason, we have to be a little bit careful. You, you noticed our names are Ernie and Bert. It's not my real name. Um, Just in case you weren't aware of that. Yeah, that's not my, my genuine name. And yeah, I'd like, I think that what we're doing is actually we're trying to do good work and uh, for it to at all get misinterpreted at any point um, and cause damage in a way that would make us have to either stop doing it or backtrack is just silly. So we loved our old picture. Um, true fans will always know the I Am podcast. Um, but we also love cold plunging. Nothing like a good cold plunge. It's so invigorating, enlightening. You feel reborn afterwards. You feel reborn afterwards. So hopefully you, you leave uh, this session with that similar feeling, the uh, radical nature of our words um, serving as a invigorating plunge. A very invigorating plunge. All right, so I think, is that, are we done with that? Yeah, I, th I think we could, uh, that's sufficient. That's sufficient. All right, cool. So I, I, I saw Judah last night at a wedding, and I told him, oh, we'll take the train into the city to together today. Um, but then... Uh, Who's uh, Judah? Oh, sh shoot. Also, no, no profanities. <laughs> I'm going to try to not use profanities. I saw this guy, Judah. He's not relevant to anything. <laughs> Some kid I met. But after that, you saw but, Bert. Yeah, first I saw this guy, and then I saw Bert. And uh, I said, oh, we should take the train into the city uh, together tomorrow, um, into the city of Chicago, where we live. And, uh, <laughs> and the then city I, of Sesame Street. Into the city of Sesame Street land, where we live. And then I realized that, uh, you know, I, want to, I had a lot to speak to him about, and if we, we wasted all of our energies on the train, then, you know, that wouldn't be good. So we didn't take the train together, so this is the first time talking since uh, some exciting new plans in my life um, that I think really epitomize what I'm trying to accomplish at least. Um, so I'm very proud of having free time in my life. Um, it's something that uh, we've discussed before, but I uh, have to actually use the free time towards productive things. And I've always dreamed of being uh, like my grandpa, Grover, um, who's a very regimented uh, individual. He wakes up every morning at 4 a.m., Vatikin, and then like every minute of his day is plotted out. I also have a cousin who uh, also epitomizes this. He's like my role model. He, he learns all day, but every minute is accounted for. He has like a five-minute tea break at night, and that's slated in. And every time I see he runs everywhere he needs to get because he has such a vision for what he wants to accomplish in his life. And that's unbelievable, you know, whatever it is that he's trying to work and he's not even getting paid. Um, so I wanna, I've always wanted to have a little bit more of that for myself. So 
So this week has been week one of my new schedule um, that I'm very excited to roll out and, and you'll be able to hear a lot of uh, the things that we've discussed and things that are priorities for me. So first of all, I realized, I think this is smart, that this first basic thing, which I think everyone knows this, is that you have to wake up at a consistent time every day. <laughs> very smart. Very smart. A genius. We should, we should genius call you the, the Buddha. I, I've never done that before. I don't know. I can't do it. I, I never did it. Okay, but do that? I don't do it. It is, it is, it's known to do it, but it's, it's a big step. Okay, good. That a lot of us don't take and probably leads to, I have, have had times where I've been doing it and that's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so if you wake up at a set time, then at least you have uh, some structure, a semblance of structure. How could you have structure if you wake up at a different time? It's yeah, impossible. your schedule is different every day. That's been my life until now, except since high school. But um, So I've been waking up. I've been going to Mignon first thing. Wow. 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 That's a big I, one. Because I was thinking, what could I do every morning, a ritual? I want to do yoga every morning. Eh. And then I realized we have it programmed in. It's so simple. Yeah. You could just go, put on your tefillin talet, and meditate. Put on your talet quickly. I want to figure out how to uh, optimize my time there and what I'm gonna, my experience there will be, but just first get there. And then whatever I want to do there, I could do there. I'll just figure it out as I get there. Um, so I guess I'll be keeping you up to date on, on what I'm trying to do while I'm there. Um, but I, uh, it's nice to see people first thing in the morning also, something that I never realized was a benefit. I'm That's very anti-social guy, but you go right away, you see people, you smile. That's nice, I guess. You get dressed, so that's interesting. Um, also, someone that I was speaking to, you see, you don't have to go on time if you don't like the whole thing. Just go for 20 minutes, just go consistently and go, you know? True, okay. Fine, so we'll get more in depth into what I do there. So that's eight to eight, it's been uh, the Hanukkah celebration, so it's been longer, but eight to 8.45, I run home, at five minutes to take care of my plants. Nine o'clock, I'm meditating for 30 minutes. So I've been doing the meditating for 30 minutes for a while. I've been noticing great effects. Well, we could talk more about that too. Nine to 9.30 meditation. 9.30 to 9.40, I've been doing Wim Hof breathing. Wow. So I've been doing 10 minutes and we'll, we'll, we'll expand on all these details, but Wim Hof breathing, and that's why I asked you for the book. Um, it's a breathing, maybe we'll do a, we'll walk you guys through it soon. Um, Okay, 9.45 to 10.15, I've been doing exercise, so either a lift or yoga. I'm looking to find an online yoga course, the best one, probably have great videos like the Peloton of yoga. Maybe probably. they'll send me, they probably have it or something like it, so that's great. Um, so now it's 10.15, I already accomplished a lot of things that I wanted. 10.15 to 10.35, I'm playing music, 20 minutes of playing music, great. Um, 10.35 to 11.15, breakfast and chill. And then 11.15 to 12.15 work, and then, you know, whatever. The, the workday portion of the day is probably less interesting. Um, but but I'm, I'm having it plotted out also. Um, and, and, yeah. So by even 10 o'clock, but let's say 11 o'clock, you've really gotten all the important things out of the way that you sh should be doing every day if you want to optimize your well-being. But we don't do because we're lazy or we miss things or we're inefficient. And that's with an 8 start. I think yeah, people start their days at 7. Super efficient. Yeah. yeah. People start their days at 7, so they would be done with everything by 9.15. That's a great... And they, they have a full day ahead of them. And right? that's with the prayer part, which I have to optimize. Obviously, getting into the, the gritty minutes and making all of those activities uh, optimized Even more efficient, yeah. is going to be a project for each of them. But having the time set aside, you know... I mean, I think that that guarantees crazy. success. crazy. It sounds fantastic. Sounds fantastic, right? It sounds insane. So I did it for two days. Today I have a little bit of a different schedule, but I, I scheduled around. So I had a meeting in the morning at, at 9.30, so I did meditation already, but then um, 
you know, I have I have a schedule built out to get everything else in. And um, is it all in like your uh, calendar, your Apple calendar, so or not yet? I'm gonna start working on on what apps I want to use to track all these habits and whatever I want to do to make sure that I do it. But uh, and there's other priorities that that weren't reflected in there. So I have the long list of priorities that I want to get. It's wake up at eight and go to Minyan. So that's easy. And I, I want to ideally go with friends. So if I could figure out, I don't think anyone goes that late. But if any of the listeners want to be a sure. Minyan buddy with Ernie. Um, that could be that could be fun. I feel like it's good to go with friends that even adds to it. Yeah, it's probably great. Great. Okay. Meditate, we said breath work. So that's the yoga and the Wim Hof. But I, I might experiment with different ones, but I feel like a working on utilizing breath, um, lifting. There's also a holotropic breathing. Right, holotropic breathing, exactly. That's another one that I'm considering. Um, intense breath, yoga, tai chi. Okay, so I have okay. that there. Uh, so breath work, I guess, is just like a 10 minute, and then the other one's like an intense session I want to do a few times a week. Service, I want to put in some kind of community service in there. Um, uh, I'll explain my rationale for why I want to do that. Music, a hit. Um, read, so, oh, so I've been also trying to limit my media and figure out pre-plan, like I have a commute, this is what I plan to do on the commute. So I'm not just listening to any podcast or anything like uh, that. So you can't just choose the most pleasurable one Right. You choose the most productive By one. design, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I downloaded a few blink Blinkists, whatever those things uh -huh. are, um, and I'll have, that way it'll all be planned, so I'll be plowing through important things instead of just like spinning my wheels. Um, and then learn codings on my list, so that I'm gonna be scheduling in, and then learn taking another course on Course RA, Course Row, whatever you call it, or one of those sites. Just take learning any how those course. Use. Pick a course, and that should be consistently programmed in. Surprisingly omitted were chess, yeah, ping pong, um, but I think if I have enough purpose with these things, this is I enough. might not need this might be all plenty. the other things. Yeah, yeah. Music's in there. Music's in there. That's a that's like a hobby. Yeah, I think music is just for the brain. I feel like it just does stuff. Yeah. I, I was at a concert a few nights ago and I just wrote it down. It, all of these uh, insights uh, came after eating. Uh, something food, <laughs> um, so eating is very important. Also, um, on on a few occasions, a few different meals that I I followed with uh, insight. Um, so get your diet right, folks, and you'll really have a lot of insights. But so I had a, a note that I was, and this is why I think that eating is so critical because really, this is what I do after eating. So and now you have structure, and if you follow it, then yeah, eating could be life changing. That's true insight. Yeah, and, and just to add to the list, which things that aren't here, nutrition, we know I'm on top of with keto, but that could obviously change. Um, no fap is important to me that I'm currently doing, and I guess that's it. So you could, you could build meal times into your schedule as well. Yeah, I think I will eventually. That's probably ideal. And meal items. Yeah. Everything can be built. And then once it's, I mean, you probably already started having this, but once everything's built into the calendar, the schedule, whatever it is, you don't need to waste time thinking about what you should do. You just move quickly. You don't need to, you don't need to waste decision-making power on that. Your, your mind can only make so many decisions. I have no decisions to make. This is it. Just follow the path. Within the activities, there's decisions that I'm continually, and then during all my free time, like during prayer is the last, so I do until Amida, I've been praying, and I'll, we can maybe talk a little bit about that, but then after that, 
I've been writing and doing working on the scheduling during that time. So mm -hmm. going through the schedule, tweaking so things. So planning the day planning. ahead, the week ahead, the time ahead. That's and, the end of the prayer. And then I think at night I need to add like a reflection and optimizing. I don't really on get the day, to the night the part. At the night. Yeah, and also like when do I research the yoga course that I want to do? When do I research? You don't have any research time? I want free it to time. be, I don't plan to have free time. Any free time? I, I don't know. You need like a flexible, miscellaneous. Yeah, night so far. I, I think that there might be a cutoff where there's like a two hour free time, yeah. I, but I, I would like it to be whatever, I have yeah. to figure out. I, I didn't get past, past the morning because then the day, every day is different, so it might have to be different by the day of the week. Yeah. I mean, I would like to schedule in all the things. Like I know Thursdays are different, so I'll have a Thursday schedule. So really right now, you just have your morning, your miracle morning. I really just have my miracle morning. I read a book this summer, Judith alluding to, called The Miracle Morning. It was an okay book by Hal Elrod, and he suggests basically this, but <laughs> it was like five minutes of each thing, five minutes of breathing, yeah. 10 minutes of working out. I don't have the, the mantras in here. Okay, so you have an extended miracle morning, which obviously is better because you have more time. But Right, I do, yes, I basically have my so miracle the, morning. So the book put the ideas, I mean, I'm sure obviously the ideas were already somewhat in your head. They're, they're ideas that a lot of people have in society, but maybe reading the book put the ideas more in your head. I didn't ask for a refund from Audible for that book. Mm -hmm. I haven't asked for a refund for any books, even though yeah, I I'm not should ask return for a my stupid them. great courses. No, I hate oh, them. Oh, the great courses you don't like? Dad on great courses. They're not good. There's definitely better I heard there was a, I heard there were good, uh, that there was, from Jonathan Haidt, he said that he recommended a great course that he said's fantastic. I forgot which one it was. So very, So maybe very there good, are some good, good ones. Of use. Yeah, there is. But I want a, a great course, not to listen to audio. It's not a course. <laughs> kind of, I'm in education, what kind of course is that? I want we're interactive, where I do exercises yeah, yeah, that grades it. So I'm gonna check course. All right, I'll pay. That's we're really at that point, I think, where I'll pay for the right content. Yeah, if you could actually teach me, even the one half breathing. I'm doing my one half breathing. Yeah. There's some YouTube videos that are all right. I want to just. He has the master course. Yeah. I'm considering getting well, we could the also, master course. I, I was. I don't know. I, it might be too late now at this point, but we could go to his. Where is it? In in Poland or or Finland? Yeah. His location, wherever it is. We could go for in the, I think it's, I think it's actually during uh, my winter break, <laughs> but we could go to his program in, in the cold for a good. week. It's like two grand. That could be good. Am I bought in on the Wim Hof thing? I didn't do any of the research. You read, you read the book. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the technique. I don't know why it's, uh, yeah, but he has, re he generates results. They say I won't get sick. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. But I, I don't know, do I really think like this is the path? No, I don't think that about anything. Right, as we've but discussed. Do I think that it could be incorporated into our daily lives? Possibly, I'm not even that sure. Is it a waste of my, what's better to meditate for 10 minutes or to do Wim Hof breathing for 10 minutes? If you could only choose one. Yeah, I can I meditate for another I, 10 minutes. Maybe I think breathing could get, uh, Wim Hof breathing could kill you know, two birds with one stone. You're, you're still like at least doing some focusing, some breath. Right. I'm planning to add either Wim Hof or meditation to the evening. I'm excited when I build out the evening yeah. part of it all, so that's probably excellent. Um, and your brain, your brain consumes oxygen, so the, the part of the technique for maximizing your, the time you hold your breath is, is clearing your brain and, and not... I held my breath for 2.30 easily or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the, in the summer, I was, I was holding my breath for it. I, maybe I did four days in a row and I broke three minutes. I'm just going to break a secret here, big secret. Some people might have heard that there was a long teruah gedola that went on this year. 
someone was able to break into the deep into the minute mark. I think I hit two minutes. I almost hit two minutes, a minute 50. It may have something to do with something that we're discussing now. That's all I'll say. <laughs> big secret. That's big. People want to know the technique. Don't tell anyone. What if a we competitor also, is listening? Uh, if you listen, then you're not my competitor anymore. If you're a listener, then you're... you're oh, we didn't, we didn't mention one thing, which we should have mentioned. The reason why we got so concerned and had to change is because really we're, we're kind of flattered. A lot of people tell us they're listening, they listen to the episodes. People see me, they heard about the show. I thought I was just going to make it myself and talk. I could say whatever I wanted, you know. So we've been flattered by the, by the listenership. Um, yeah. And because we have more listeners, we, you know, we, we know that people are, are he hearing what we say. We really don't want to be censored. And that's, that's why uh, we, you know, part of why we changed the name to enable us to, to talk about what we want to talk about and be, uh, we're going to have to make some concessions. So we'd rather make concessions in the stupid areas. So the name might help more people find the show, our old name, which was definitely catchy, but, uh, our content is, you know, if there's small things that we could do, but that it will allow us to, you know, continue to have the conversations, then that's what we want to do. But yeah, so we're flattered by the listening. So if you listen, please don't share it with any other people that blow the shofar. And also don't share it with anyone else that blow their mouths or, I don't know, just use your discretion. Yeah, share it with uh, whoever would find it interesting, no? Whoever would find it interesting, nah, yeah. whatever. Whoever would want to learn from it, maybe. Yeah, share it in the right way. If you're, you know, just do your, do your thing. Um, so anyhow, though, what were we talking about? Wim Hof breathing. Oh, so the Wim Hof breathing. Yeah, so maybe we should go. Right, so I want to then program into the year meditation retreats to work on the individual, maybe a music uh, thing. Uh, so I music. work on each of these things. Like a retreat or just where you focus on Or maybe it. my schedule changes and there's hours yeah, it that. It should for sure be cyclical. Cyclical as I get more in depth. But I, I don't know if, I, I hope I'm going to be able to live by this. Honestly, I should. There's no reason. But I guess my job changes, my work changes. That's really what what's makes yeah. it hard for other people. Yeah, so you leave an open window for work, mm -hmm. right? Your work could change as long as it's contained to a certain time. Anyway, you tweak it and you, you tinker. Yeah. So I could put it at night. I just These are blocks that could be moved. Yeah, this is your, your well-being mm -hmm. block, and you could <laughs> put it anywhere. It's nice to have it in the morning, though. But it could go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. maybe one day I'll, I'll wake up earlier. I, I am starting to notice, uh, people always say, oh, there's not enough hours in the day. I'm always like, not enough hours in the day. The day's plenty long. Um, I realize now why. I guess I wasn't trying to accomplish that much in the day, so I felt long enough to accomplish everything that <laughs> I wanted to accomplish. accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there could always be more hours in the day. I wouldn't complain. Ah, no, but I, I never get that feeling like, oh, the day, man. Just it's already over. Time. Yeah, rarely do I get that feeling. Really get that feeling. The day's been just a nice size. It's the average size day, you know. Yeah. I don't understand. You you just were born. This is what the day always is, you know. Did I do everything that needed to be done? Maybe not, but that's because I spent hours doing other things. So. Yeah. Now I realize maybe the reason I wasn't getting that much done though is because the day is just not that long. Yeah, no, but we'd spend, we, I, I mean, I'd I waste assume tons of hours. waste tons of hours. I yeah. think the reason, the impetus for this is I, I think I, I was wasting like five to six hours a day, probably. But wasting or just? Trying to accomplish what I could accomplish much more quickly this way. Mm -hmm. Research. Uh, we should talk about research um, because I think in this day and age, we all think we're 
like Einstein researching all day. Like I was talking to uh, one of our uh, siblings who said, no, but it's great. I love researching. I know so much because of research, you know? And I, I feel like that also. We do like, know so much. Like yeah. I'm researching tons, but like, first of all, is the research doing you any good? Are you researching the right sources or just whatever's, you know, popping into your head via browsing the wrong subreddits for long periods of time is obviously not getting me anywhere. Yeah, but you wouldn't know what to eat. You wouldn't know <coughs> to be so interested in meditation. So I, could, so I, so I, we, I think that research is very important. I think we sh I should set up research, but plan what and how I'm going to do the research. Yeah. And okay, you could follow around threads if you want, but if it's programmed at 12 at night is not the time to be doing the research. No, that's One of the things I'm researching at midnight is how important it is to wake up early the next morning, you know? <laughs> Freaking just do it. There's no need Not to research. Not helpful, yeah. And you're going to be motivated to research the right things by doing the right things. Then you'll be like, oh, I'm doing this. Now I ran into this obstacle. Now research could move me through the obstacle instead of researching without doing. I think that that's very important. Yeah, for sure. But I think a certain amount of research eventually will lead to doing. Maybe it did. In my case, I've been uh, doing a lot of research and now I'm And now it's leading to doing, though. Yeah, but I find an hour of research a day, and that's why I want maybe a device, an iPad, to do the research on. <laughs> <laughs> I do think if I'm device. this productive, I wouldn't feel any guilt about getting the iPad. If it fits into your schedule. Yeah, I think the point why I was feeling reluctance previously is because I knew it may or may not really be helpful. I'm not really that productive as is. What do I need devices to up my productivity? Yeah. But now, if I really am very productive, then uh, it could change things. Do people like doing research on the iPad? Yeah, I think that's a good research device. You have to type to search. No, with the keyboard. With then the it keyboard. might as well be a laptop. Yeah. And then, like, you're scrolling, har the page is horizontal. Who wants <coughs> that when you're scrolling? I think they read the read news on the iPad. Okay. That's like research. You have news apps, yeah. Is reading. Oh, so I went into my news app. Um, I also think clean cleaning should be programmed in. Oh, yeah. Like well, cleaning my device is the point. Yeah. So today on the train right here, I, I didn't have anything really programmed in to do. So I meditated on the train and then I uh, went and did ha phone housekeeping, moving things around. Like, what about trying new apps? And that needs to be programmed. And I download so many apps that I hear, but then they just sit on the phone. And you need to put in an investment into these apps for them to yield for anything. For them to be good, yeah. But I don't know which apps to use. I guess this is the research. You could uh, have App Store recommend, top recommended, top productivity apps. Yes, I have a bunch apps. of productivity apps. I'm in our productivity. But I guess you have to just pick one and just like use it. And then yeah, one at a time. All right, I'm going to try this app out. You can't have, if you have 10 apps what at I once. What I usually do is I download tons of apps during the research phase, and then I never try <laughs> the apps. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. The, maybe the research cycle needs to be shorter. Also, like, oh, there just, just needs to be a app. try new app time programmed in or something because yeah. I think it's the more apps you know how to use the eventually you're you're more find dynamic. ones that are actually more useful yeah it's good to know how to use apps yeah. I feel like we even could use a course on that where they where they show you a bunch of different apps it's always changing that. though and yeah and you how trust to use this apps. curriculum I know that's why the podcast no yeah well I trust a person who's, who's right but he just has his biases towards the apps he likes yeah like our productivity, they're all set in their ways. If a new app comes out, it does what they all do slightly better, but not better enough for them There's to no change. There's no way to do it to learn the apps quickly enough, though. No. On your own is not productive either. Go to our productivity. I take a top recommendation. I download it. Now I don't go look There's no again. YouTube video about how to use the app? You could. There's YouTube channels, top 10 apps, but I don't even know what their level of engagement with these apps are. I think they might just... Download it. Oh, it looks real nice. Oh, yeah. It has a convenient tab yeah. to add. I don't trust YouTube content that much. I mean, no. it's good, 
but like it's all about producing high quality, something that looks like high quality content, but not actually quality content. Correct. The just content good. Content is very weak visually. Yeah. We've been just getting a lot visual. of nice things. The editing, they do tons of time, but the research part, it's indistinguishable one from the other. I guess if I had a YouTube channel, I would want to establish. Because uh, if you're an Apple guy, how are you going to also review the uh, no, the can. Windows? I review the Apple the Apple apps. So the other guy reviews all. They all review all of them. They just want every big topic. Yes. Yeah. Unless they spend all day on different devices. Mm hmm. Which is possible. But they spend all day editing and filming videos. Yeah. So it's not that possible. It's not that possible. But yeah, they have to be video experts and presentation experts. How are they going to also be content yeah. experts? They should have probably a content. Well, that's TV, I guess, where the content providers are different than the... But there should be a larger YouTube channel, like The Ringer. I guess we'll see what happens. Things are going to settle, settle down. Even with podcasts, how do you call which content's good and which, uh, which one to listen to, which one's worth your time. Yeah. The algorithms are supposed to tell you. But the, the algorithms don't know. They definitely don't know if the content's good in the video. They know what someone's impression was upon leaving the video, not upon going and trying the 10 apps that were recommended and no. not enjoying those apps. Yeah, so you could've been like, wow, this is a great video. I'm psyched to try all those apps. And then you realize <laughs> the video was not helpful at all. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Also in that field, it's, I feel like it's a little hard to distinguish yourself like podcasts or something that's a little more personal um, you know who I am these are my feelings my thoughts with those kind of channels I can't even remember who's who and the algorithms just feeding one after the other into my table I'm not gonna subscribe to one of them maybe I should find a guy I like and then trust, subscribe yeah. and whatever but it, if I'm not doing it I imagine most people aren't doing it and uh, I think that that's part of the problem that we're, instead of consuming one channel we're consuming just like yeah. a little bit of everything. I even remember who gave the good recommendation or who gave the bad one. Yeah. yeah, I definitely don't trust YouTube, and that's the problem. Their algorithm could give us all sorts of videos, and I don't trust all the videos. No, but look, I, I, I definitely do like the algorithm. I think it's my favorite algorithm that I interact with. Yeah, it's good. Of all the algorithms that I interact with, yeah, I don't use Instagram much. I don't know what their deal is, but definitely Google, uh, YouTube's is, is good. Like, <clears throat> most of the videos, I want to click on them. I think they definitely know what I would no, want to No, but click that's on. different between what you want to click on and what's useful. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they can't, they can't do, they, right, they're not claiming yeah. to do that job and then you watch it. it, it I'm saying though that when it's a guy who you relate to, you know right away if you like him. Like yeah. I listened to a couple of Alan Watts videos, which I never typed his name in. He was talking about a similar content to someone else. I, I don't even know how they knew that, which is great. I listened to one video of his. They give me like now a, s a sprinkling, four or five. If I keep hitting on them, they're going to give me more of them. And now I like Alan Watts, let's say. I don't know that I do, but it seems like everything he says is very profound. Um, but anyhow, it's like almost too profound. I'm like blown away every time he speaks. <laughs> every time he speaks. He's like a self-help guy. You ever listen to him? No. He's like a self-help guy from like 100 years ago or something. He speaks like in that old kind of English, but like almost Emerson's self-help style. Like, uh, uh, like he's saying profound things, you know, like meditation uh, things, you know, everything. Interesting, I should, but, he, but he's alive now. I don't know. Or is someone reading his stuff? He, he's, I guess someone's editing up his stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on. No, on how could it have been recorded 100 years ago? No, it's not 100 years ago, then I made that up. I made that up completely up. Like he's like just sounds ago, like, hey, I don't know who he is. he speaks like Emerson. 
he speaks like an old-fashioned guy, but they're all like meditation kind of insights about the universe kind of thing in oh, a self-help way. Right. Yeah, maybe I'll watch one. Yeah, so they've trickled him in. Now I, I listen to a few, and then like he's kind of lingering around there in my algorithm, and now it's great. So that's to introduce me to new things. That's yeah. pretty impressive. But now you found, you know, you like Alan He's Watt. a guy. That's the point. That's he's the a guy. Yeah, with the tech stuff, it's not about a guy. But you could find the guy that you trust on tech. So I guess that's more. And then, mm-hmm. and then you'd be good. But he's not going to review everything. He's not going to review every app you're interested different in. different goals. And yeah. Right, he's limited. Right. But I guess the point is, again, <laughs> we're seeking like the best app, like some kind of perfection. Just find one that's better. Just an app that works. Good for you. If you enjoy using it, great. I mean, yeah. would you, an app that would just improve your current productivity. Yeah, it's a low bar. Yeah. But still, it's an investment. I gotta download the app. I gotta make the username, password, and I gotta spend 30 minutes to 40 minutes trying to use the app. Okay, but I have to try to use the app. Then you have to try to make it a part of your life. Yeah. And now I did that, and it was a bust. How do I know if it was because I don't work hard enough? You can't know if it's good until you actually try to make it part of your life. (laughs) Correct. It's on you until you make it part of your life. Yeah. So I tried OmniFocus. A lot of people talk about it. It's a subscription one, though. I got a free month. I tried it. It's a very complex system. Hardly figure out how to use it Too in much. a month. Yeah. No, it might be great. I believe that it's great. I just, I don't even know what it does. The app review barely tells me what it does. How am I going to start <laughs> yeah, using it? Yeah, they don't it? say what the app does in the description, right? They just say a great app for boosting productivity. Managing your time. Like, okay, everyone wants to manage their time. It's but what like, does it do? Yeah. It's tough. I guess you could read all the reviews. You just get lost in these rabbit holes. There's just too much information at this point. Too much information. Yeah, I, I, I think that's part of, why, part of why we like the, the podcast world so much. Because in the, within the podcast world, it's like the internet when the internet was young. At least what I hear about it, not that I remember it. But the, what, there are less people speaking in the podcast world. It's not like Twitter where everyone has a voice. Or YouTube where tons of people have no, voices I feel like on more YouTube people now. have podcasts now than YouTube channels. You think so? Well, we're making a podcast instead of a YouTube channel. Why? Yeah, we are. But I think that's because we like the podcast world. Well, it's becoming more and more popular, the pop- pro- podcast We don't know. Ones. There's probably tons of podcasts that just have a uh, few listeners. And same with YouTube videos. Yeah, who knows how much exists of this stuff. You think there's more of a podcast voice than a YouTube voice? I guess it's probably more YouTube because more people yeah. consume YouTube. I, I wouldn't even know. There's definitely tons of podcasts maybe that we I'm sure there like, are a lot now. But we can't even find them. We can't even find them. Random people. Yeah, a couple of people that are just speaking. Maybe we should get into that. Like people used to get into up and coming bands. Should we get into the up and coming podcast? Yeah, yeah they only have like a hundred subscribers. Like, let's ditch Rogan, this guy. Yeah, everyone you know, listens to four hours mainstream. every day. Peterson was on Rogan recently. Did you listen? No, I didn't listen, but I heard. I listened to the first forty minutes. I didn't get through it. You think it was it good? I don't know. I, Peterson's been growing on me, but I, I don't know if I'm gonna listen to it for three hours with Rogan. Yeah, I'm going to listen to a little, see, see if I'm interested. He started Skip by around. saying it was very relatable to me that he's trying to do good work and people are coming to him after his shows and saying, thank you, you changed my life. And people are still attacking him and it's very stunning to him why he would be being attacked. Yeah. They say in person, though, no one attacks them. No. They have to just get off Twitter, it sounds like. Yeah. People are, are way more willing to attack from behind their, their, their shield, their wall, oh, well, their really an, psycho, anonymity. They're really psychopaths, people now. What's the deal? Why do they get crazy behind the thing? I think they, they, maybe they just have hate. Troll. They're venting. Yeah, I did that once in my life. I trolled. It's just fun. You just think you're getting the guy riled up. Yeah, and you get a lot of satisfaction. 
really messed up. It's not a, not a good impulse. <laughs> no. I don't think so. But uh, you must get so much satisfaction. Like you spew hate and you see them getting upset and you just giggle behind your screen. Yeah, yeah, exactly what happens. Yeah. But it, yeah, he, he <laughs> is probably changing so many people's lives. Probably. It, it, it is a human thing also to like find the human that doesn't look like he fits in that well and to like gawk and giggle at him. Why? <laughs> yeah, why do we have that? Because if, that if, you, if you're not laughing, if you're not the one laughing at someone, then it's probably happening to you, I feel like. If you don't, if they say like at the poker table, if you don't know the dumbest one at the then table, it's then it's probably you. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like kind of that feeling. Like if you don't know the outcast, then you're the outcast. So it's like, it, it makes the divide of who's in, who's out. So by picking someone else to be out, you're mm -hmm. kind of saying, Yeah, but why do people even start is. gawking? Once they're gawking, okay, you gotta join them. No, it's a well. It's a social thing. You do it, it's a and then thing. now you're you're gaining points. You're yeah. making the group. Also, belittling him also puts puts Boosh you in a position you. of power. Yeah, yeah. In your head, yeah. In your head, yeah. It's definitely a thing. Right. It's a gossip. Same thing. There, I was saying that there's a cost for not gossiping because it's a easy way to build a bond with people. Yeah. One of the easiest things you could do is just gossip. You, you tell get them together. a secret. You're not going to tell them a secret about yourself. You tell them someone else's secret. You tell them a secret about someone or you make fun of someone and now you guys are in together. And if you won't gossip with people, they'll get like kind of like a little... Yeah, you uh, won't share your information with me? Yeah, angry. You're not going to like, you're not going to make fun of this thing with me. That's a very fun thing that we could do together. Why would you withhold that from me? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. There are people I know that, that won't gossip and like it's upsetting, but, but it's also, I mean, you respect it a little. Yeah, I'm sure. They're not going to go gossiping about you. Yeah, that's very helpful to know. That is, if someone gossips with you, they probably gossip about you. That's not that good. But I guess that's why. Instead of giving them your own secret, you give them someone else's secret. You don't care if they pass that along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but if you know that people don't gossip, then you could still have other things to talk about because you could talk about your own secrets. You'd have so much more to talk about. Much more to talk about. That's interesting. So if people don't gossip, then you could have more meaningful conversations. Yeah, I did notice as a result of the podcast also that, that uh, it's just something that I've been noticing in general. Um, we talked about it in some of the unreleased uh, episodes. But uh, that by sharing, I really do think it empowers other people to share about themselves. So I think that that's very important. It's just such an easy way to... I. I it's just uh, helpful to uh, to share, and then now they know. But I guess one of the keys is that they don't gossip. If people gossip, then you kind of can't share. Yeah, unless you have something that you share that you pretend to share, or if you're completely you honest, then you don't share. care if everyone if everyone knows. Yeah. Oh, but I'm not saying as a way to make them opening up. I'm saying it feels great when you speak about something that you couldn't speak about, and then they speak about it, and now you're much closer because of it. Yeah, but then if you told them something that sounded like you're opening up, but really it's not something special to you, you tell everyone, <laughs> does it accomplish the same purpose? They might feel good, yeah, and they might open up, yeah, but you won't get the feeling, the good feeling. No, but then later they'll realize. No, but part of it being a genuine bond, you have to be actually you have to get experiencing the feeling. Also, the feeling. Yeah. And later they might realize, like, oh, he tells this to everyone, I'm not special. It's kind of like what we spoke about in the last episode, I guess, Cheating Society, some of it, that they want to know that you're actually having the experience that it looks yeah, like that you're Yeah, that you're having. making an investment in them. Right, similar idea. If you tell them this huge secret, but it turns out you tell everyone. Yeah, it's not that big of a, it's a little bit of a fake thing. Um, they might, yeah. yeah. They might even feel betrayed just because, you know, they, at first they thought, you know, oh, I have such a connection with him. And then, 
you know, they realized otherwise, so they might be upset that you tricked them. So how has binge mode Harry Potter been? Uh, so bad, I have to cut it out. You have to cut it out? How many episodes have you, have you gotten through? I am in the middle of the last episode of the fifth book. Oh my God, you finished five, six, and so seven So I finished recently. five, six, and up to date on seven. Well, I didn't listen to the last podcast, but basically up to date on Binge seven. Binge Mode Harry Potter is a scripted podcast where they analyze Harry Potter, which we both are big fans of. Semi-scripted, we think. There must be some It's a good pod. If you like Harry Potter and don't value your free time. It's so fun. If you watch TV, this is a better use of your time if you like Harry Potter. It's a pleasure at such a high level. And you could do it while cooking. While stuff. walking, yeah. Presence probably trumps it, but... But that's true about a lot of content. Get listening to our pod. Well, that's my question now. Like, what, So I, I guess we should just preface with this. I definitely, and uh, Jay, it seems like, also have a voracious appetite for uh, content. Yeah. We could consume hours and hours of content a day. I bet I, if you're listening to us, you probably could relate. Yeah, we have a huge appetite for All day for the content. pods are going. I, I wake up and right away, I wake up and they're speaking with me right off the bat. First thing, wake up, like maybe I'll go to the bathroom first, maybe not, and then I put the pods in. They press play. And it's great. Binge Mode is going, Sam Harris, any of the people I listen to. Yeah, you've heard us speak about a good amount of people. <laughs> um, any of the names we drop. We spoke about, right, so anyhow, we have a very big appetite for content. And the rationale behind our, our previous uh, show name was kind of admitting that our gluttony for information and for intellectualism is really gluttony. Um, maybe it should have been called intellectual gluttons. Maybe. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> Could we keep the same picture? <laughs> yeah, he has to go to the bathroom after all that gluttony. <laughs> yeah, after all that consumption, has to let it out. Intellectual gluttony. So anyhow, so we recognize that I think that it stems from the same, uh, you know, the drive. You just want to amass information. That's why also with the research. This information is not arming you. It's not going to make you stronger. It used to be very hard to get information. So if you could get it, it we're, we're wired to go get the info. But now, and it's not any info. The, the lowest hanging info that you could get your mouth around, like, is not the, uh, you know, whatever. So anyhow, so we have a very voracious appetite for content. And uh, so much so that I, I think it's damaging. I think this is everyone, and, and it kind of replaced our appetite for food. I'm more hungry for content than food. Um, oh, yeah, that's an interesting choice. Like, if I could have a meal or put the pods in and listen to binge mode, definitely. what would I choose? Food is a, a little, little uh, you know, where that's all of us. We're consuming content. If you're not consuming intellectual content, you're consuming pictures or human experiences in the in very similar way that you would uh, eat food yeah and the, we have such a hunger it's like ravenous I think it's a all of our all of our desire that we used to have is is channeled towards content consumption I can't even be convinced to work I just want to consume more of the content <laughs> I feel like I'm already well fed with all this content yeah I have everything I need just my phone and my pods and yeah, I can go anywhere can't imagine what the point of the yeah it really it's unbelievable so I think that I've been recognizing, and that's why I brought up the research thing, that, and the podcast is definitely another extension of that, that there's only so much info that you could put into action in a day. At a certain point, if you're consuming you're without actioning, it's useless. Like I was reading even Blinkist, right? You have Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. I read that in a blink. Um, 
Ferris, four hour work week, read that in a blank. This one, blah, blah, read that in a blank. I don't remember one of his rules for life. Ferris? Uh, no, oh, Peterson. Peterson. Ferris, we, we spoke about the five. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the Peterson, don't remember one of the rules for life. If I read four of them a day, I mean, how much could I, I can't apply any of it. Yeah, you have to Same go thing slower. with the apps, if I download so too many yeah. apps. So we're past the point where consuming is productive. It's, uh, it's like an economics problem, really. The, the marginal product of consumption has a, well, con the, the, product, the productivity of consumption has diminishing uh, returns. If you consume too much, mm. eventually consumption is, is no longer useful. You have to start putting it into action. And, and as you put more into action, now you could consume more. Right, same with pr food. productive again. You eat too much and you don't use it. It just gets stored as fat. You just get fat. So we're fat. fat. We're, we're fat. We're fat. Got it. It's time for some action. Consume a little and then actionable right away off the consumption. Have a book that you're reading. Read a paragraph. And make then use a note, it. And then utilize it and track it for a few days. Then go to the next point. Peterson's 13 rules, you read one rule a week. You're not going to read all 13 rules in a blank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. We have to use the, uh, the, the energy as we consume it. So we have all this head energy right now buzzing around. We're fat on it. Who knows what even the info does, uh, by uh, the way. More than fat, honestly. I, I'm probably diabetic. And I think fat's misleading almost because it's, it, it's not misleading. There is a physical weight that the knowledge is placing on us, damaging weight. It's not like, oh, okay, I overconsumed waste of time. Maybe that's the pro why I'm so anxious and so crazy is because you have all this info in your head. It's info you never took action on, you never actualized, saw in the real world. Now you're just spinning around up in the clouds with Jumping all this from info. Jumping piece of information to piece of information. Flying around, you, you got no peace, you, you can't meditate, you could hardly do anything because you, your mind's exploding with info. Yes, only of concern, uh, nuclear bombs, politics. Yeah, yeah people uh, are concerning themselves exactly with the economic downturn, the, transgender. In the bathroom, you yeah. can't even do anything. You have all this stupid info in your head on it. Yeah, let me just do live my life and take info as I need it, as I need information, add it into my life. But the problem I think that we were pointing out earlier is that you need to create the infrastructure to take in information well. And the best way to, to create that infrastructure is to take in tons of information. So you build all the bridges. I have to know all the current podcasts. I have to know what you two got to do. And the only way to do that is to consume a lot of content. And then, you know, you have to keep that sharp to download all the apps and check all of them. You should just download one and check it. So how do you have a sharp research infrastructure while still not doing very much of it? Well, I think this brings us back to the cycles. Uh, and this is a much broader cycle, maybe over the course of your life. But as you're young, mm. When you're very young, you have to learn how to learn, learn how to consume. So make yourself familiar with all the content out there, and you get a bit better feel of things. And obviously, things are going to change over your life. Uh, over your life, but once you have an understanding, you'll be able to to keep up with much less work. It's like sports. Like if you used to be an avid sports follower, you can now follow sports with very little effort sure. because you have you have that experience mm -hmm. there. And even if you follow a new sport, you could l learn it very quickly. Right. So when you're young, you have to set yourself up for the rest of your life, learn how to consume. Mm. And then you got to start being productive and more and more productive and consume less and less as you get older. Because the, the information is, you know, obviously like on, on your, in your last moment in the world, it's useless to consume because 
the information is about to leave you when you die. That's like the last moment to, to consume and the, the best moment to live. And slide that all the way back to the beginning where consuming information at that point is useful because it's going to last you your whole life. Gotcha. So you so move along the spectrum as you live. I think you nailed that then, 100%. Um, when you're young, you don't have to create. You don't have to do. You just have to consume. That's what you do. That's what you have to learn how to do. You have to learn how to breastfeed the first thing, just how to take the environment and, and uh, have it work in your body. How to breathe. How to breathe. When you're born, that cry, <laughs> they, that's like the gasp for air. So how do I take in the environment? How do I see? My eyes right now are closed. I have to be able to open and take in content. Then I go to school. I got to sharpen my faculties to understand what to do with the information, what if I take it in to break it down. And then I guess when you get to a certain age, it's time to produce. Um, so maybe that is the point. Maybe it's a, it's a cycle thing where we're talking to an audience that around our ages, we'd imagine, that there's a point where you transition from um, consumption to creation. And, uh, and maybe uh, I'm just a little uh, late to the party. <laughs> and I'm uh, still consuming at the pace, like the consumption is what is what all I need to do. I don't even know that it's a point, though. I think it's like a, a, a long transition, and correct. Maybe even obviously we're we're humans, so we're, we're we don't move so continuously along the curve. We're a little radical. Like suddenly now you're getting super productive, and it's a big jump as opposed to a continuous flow. But but as you age, pieces and pieces of of more productivity and less consumption. Interesting. Produce versus consume. So all of this is just about consumption. We're consuming a lot. We had to consume a lot to get to where we got. And then now it's produce slash consume because you still do need to consume. Produce a little more today than you did tomorrow and consume a little less. Right. It happens. Right. There's a peak. I don't know where I am on the peak. It doesn't even have to be as neat as a, a parabola. It has its... Yeah. It won't be smooth because, because we're be human. Smooth. But it's gonna it should trend in that direction. It should be trending. Right, interesting, very interesting stuff. So, but, but the, the important thing is that consumption and production are, are opposites. They're trade-offs. They're trade-offs. So if you're consuming, you're not producing. But they also enable each other. Correct. So if you were just doing one or just doing the other, you actually might not be able to consume as much as you could consume. Like if you were just consuming, maybe you'd be in such a, a you know, you'd have such a lack of productivity that you wouldn't be able to consume as much. Like, let's say you couldn't have the phone, you couldn't have the pods. They're expen expensive tools to consume. Yeah, yeah. So, so producing might actually enable you to consume more, and a certain amount of consumption will able, enable you to produce more. Correct. So that's also uh, an Not interesting really balance. mutually exclusive, correct. But they Someone are... Someone who produces a lot may consume more on average than someone less. But pro so this is what I think happened, though the bar for consumption got lowered. Um, it's cheap to eat food, so everyone's consuming food. And now it's cheap to consume high emotional quality content. Mm -hmm. So it used to be that consumption was a reward for production. Now you could just consume without producing anything. So it's possible for someone like me to get tricked. What do I need to produce for? Mm -hmm. I have all of the consumption that I need right here. Well, usually a kid, okay, the parent, pays for his food, he could, and the parent says, look, by the way, I don't have that much more. You got to go produce if you want to consume anymore. Here, though, as long as I can afford my $1,000 uh, phone and my, uh, and my Wi-Fi, I have all the consumption I could possibly need. Why produce? Yeah. And we're, gonna get, we, we're going in that direction, and we're going to go more in that direction in the future. 
We're gonna have like, you know, crazy VR worlds where you could just live in, in pleasure for so long. And you see, like now, like you're saying, the, the analogy to food was, was, was so great because it's, it's like, you know, you could walk into McDonald's, it's so easy to get that, that quick meal. Or, you know, now we, we have sweet greens, which is maybe even, you know, slightly better or you know, places like that. And you could go on YouTube and find quality content. And you could go on, uh, you know, the pod into the podcast world, and there's. But just it's not even that it's all content. premium. There's just it's free. <laughs> merely consuming more is production. Ah, oh, this is the point. Wow, I got a good one. Um, with food, just eating uses up a resource, doesn't produce any more of a resource. So you really can't consume unless you could produce. Society can't handle to have you. But with the content, by helping the algorithms by liking and tagging stuff, we're helping the best content become more available for everyone else. We're organizing the content. We're telling people which apps to use. Um, so the, the consumption itself has aspects of production in it, and it almost feels like you're producing. You're on Reddit, you're consuming, and then you type up a reply, you, you produce. You're a part of it. So the production and co consumption lines are getting even further blurred. Um, and I feel like that, that makes it harder to distinguish what a real production is, or maybe not. Maybe that, that's all we're going to need is people to interact with the algorithms, and that's gonna fuel the energy that the algorithms need to make the world. Maybe all they need right now is our attention, and as long as we consume as much as we can, that allows them to produce uh, in ways, and, and maybe that's the point. I think there's a, a third variable in this. Okay. There's consume, then there's produce, and I don't know if I would include this in produce, which is why I think I need to add it as a third variable, but then there's, you know, being present. Whether it's hobbies like surfing or other sports, playing music, meditating, those don't really fall into either. And so, really, I think as you age, as you, as you really age, you want to be present more and more because then you don't need a produ production has less value for you also. True. And so you have like this, you want to consume and then you want to produce and then you want to be present. And the consumption and the production are all setups for being present. So you want to be present as, as much as possible. And you could obviously integrate present into the, into the beginning stages also, the same way you would integrate production and consumption. Right, there's definitely other, well. what about relationships or, you know. Well, all, that's part of being present, I think. Right. So yeah. we'd put that that's the all into the third variable. Living. We could call it living. Consume, produce, and live. Right, but people think that consuming is living. Yeah. Maybe consuming is living. Maybe you could consume mindfully. Maybe you could produce mindfully. Maybe production is living. And then it could all be living. That's, that uh, they, they say, that, right? They say that that's like a, the question about why does a, uh, why do the rabbis have a say about how you tie your shoelaces, which order? And the, the rabbis, at least I've heard the answer that it's a lesson that if you do every act with a certain mindset, even the most mind-numbing of acts, it, it could be done to serve God. And in this case, I would, I would use the, that analogy to say if you do any act with the right mindset, then you're, tr you're truly living, even in that moment, even in this moment of consumption or production, it could still be part of the pleasurable uh, being present. I would say that with preparing for the SAT, you want to practice uh, uh, for the SAT, brush your teeth uh, and mindfully. Yeah, have kavana. Have, yeah, just feel all of the paste against every tooth and the minty explosion in your mouth. 
So yeah, similar, you could do every action with the right intention and uh, you can make a lot of progress, that's interesting. So we have consumption, we have production, we have living, the free time the living, free time. and then we have uh, trying to spread that throughout all the time and right, consume mindfully. And what is the goal of producing or consuming? That's the other point. Am I producing just so I could consume? Because if that's the case, then now I might not need to produce anymore. Am I consuming just so that I could produce? If so, I should consume a lot less than I currently consume. Um, is it gluttony to consume a lot? Or is it just, uh, is there a virtue to consumption? If I consume the right things, does it make me more virtuous? So virtuous is a very vague word, but I would say that a certain amount of consumption, a certain amount of production, and a certain amount of, of maybe the third variable, whatever it is, whatever we call it, they all could lead to, to happiness. But going too far to the extreme in one direction doesn't feel good. Then you lose the happiness that you get for it. When you get fat, you know, you might still give in to the craving of eating, but it doesn't quite have the same pleasure it used to. When you overconsume, now I'm listening to binge mode tons. It doesn't quite have the pleasure it used to. Now it's just like I, I need it. Right. It's you know I have a tolerance, so I don't feel I don't feel the upside anymore. But I feel the downside if I don't have it. Right. Whereas if you find that balance between consumption, production, and the the nameless third variable, mm. then you could still enjoy all three of them. And it's really just about what what makes us happy. We need to have some sort of production in our lives. We're wired that way. But we also are wired to crave consumption. And barring, you know, f freeing ourselves from the cravings, assuming we're, we're going to follow the general path, then consumption and production will, will both make us happy in the right amounts. Right. Interesting. And I guess part of aging is you recognizing that you need to produce more and consume less, which is because that, I guess that's just the general trajectory that people take. But I do think that the, the consumption kind of triggers your brain to think that it doesn't need to produce as much. That's, yeah, I think, the point pleasure, of intermittent fasting. Pleasure, says, I think that's one of the ideas of intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is another diet that I employ occasionally. You don't eat all day, let's say, and you just eat at night. So the whole day when you're fasting, your body thinks, oh, shoot, we, we, we got we to produce. What's going on here? We don't have any food. After you just ate a meal, your body's not like, oh, man, I got to go crazy right now. You're, you're full. So probably with uh, consumption of content also. Um, and I also think, so that, that's one. And then I also think that definitely something's happening where we're putting our relationships into uh, these relationships online and that detract from our real relationships. The question is if it's replacing the need for them, maybe it's better to have the- Yeah, what do I need real relationships if I, have, if I have this? There are a lot of older people saying that, like, oh, people don't have, you know, they're just but interacting so much online. I don't know that you get the same interactions online, and that's really, really the problem. Like, I could listen to a podcast. I can't talk back to Sam Harris. Yeah, I like, the, I like it, right, but my brain kind of thinks that I got it, and now I'm going to seek out less of the, inter impersonal, the interpersonal ones, which, first of all, have a much higher probability of leading to production, because you talk to someone, and, and you, now you're going to want to do something together that's natural. Um, and also maybe, yeah, you get better emotions from actually seeing people. Um, I would say this, the, we have this short-term pleasure of interacting with people, right? And that evolved because it was beneficial for us, right? We evolved to have that trait because it's beneficial for us. But now we found a way to, to hack that, that uh, short-term pleasure by 
consuming in a certain way online. Correct. And while it gives us the same short-term pleasure, the problem is, is that it's, it's just a hack and it might not actually give us the same long-term benefits that that short-term pleasure evolved to give us, right? Yes, I agree. So, so now all that evolutionary, uh, all of the good things that stemmed from that crave, evolutionary craving are getting lost. So now we just get the short-term pleasure but without any long-term benefit, which was, was so the whole point of the pleasure. Evolve, we're going to have to evolve that people who take pleasure through the interactions online die out. And uh, Well, I don't think we're going to see evolution like that because society is changing way faster. But there's going to be some sort of social evolution, a societal evolution. Right, that the people that just want to sit on Instagram all day obviously aren't going to make as much money. I mean, that, that, yeah, but they can gonna... still reproduce. Yeah, yeah, they'll and equality use. means that though, you know, uh, so yeah, but people ca also, it's society. monkey see, monkey do. So people are going to definitely model after the ones that are not like that. And that puts positive pressure, not genetic pressure, but in terms of how people act. Yeah, but, I, but the wealthy people now don't sit on, you know, sit and consume all day. They're the ones producing. Right, but they just make an, a vision for everyone else to consume anyway. Because that's part of what makes them wealthy. Right. Give the, give the lower class something to consume. Mm-hmm. I let them feel full. Yeah, and we're gonna have we're gonna actually have this problem with with you know, like like I said earlier about VR, right? Once we're in VR, we're gonna be able to hack all of the short-term pleasures. We're gonna be able to live in a complete world that we make. That's just gonna be all the. So now, what app, what motivates you in absence of these cravings? Yeah, or what cravings replace these satiated cravings? Because I think that's the point with the cravings, also, right? That satiating them doesn't satiate them it because the craving is there just because craving is there you have x amount of craving if you fill those cravings a new craving will develop in its place so what would someone that had everything that they could possibly want in this world crave maybe they'd they just be a glutton they just crave crave more of it maybe yeah more it seems like it just becomes a more intense version of whatever you're craving so if you're if you've been consuming tons of food you're going to just crave more you're consuming tons of content you're going to crave more Tons of porn, you're gonna crave even more uh, wild stuff. Yeah, doesn't seem like it'll, it could go to such a good place then. And uh, yeah, but I guess the question is: is if it could become, you know, if if our, our technology gets good enough to fulfill all of our cravings, to completely hack the body and the mind. So I think definitely Washington. one of the points that we're making then is is that we have tons of technology. Obviously, we we use a good amount of it, but that we definitely. Uh, need to be able to figure out limits in terms of just on a personal personal level if it's helping or not helping it's something that you could notice with yourself it's, you don't have to make uh, broad statements about kids the kids is a separate issue i don't know what's going to happen to them <laughs> but like just on a personal level if you could see that you're just using your phone at the wrong time it's something that you could uh, if you're smart not do yeah if you're listening to too many podcasts or on instagram too long it's even if Apple's admitting it and trying to give you tools to solve the problem, you know that it's obviously a problem. Yeah, one of my friends said that to me recently. They said that's when you know that there's a problem, when the corporation that sells you the devices that are supposed to consume your time have to help you use their device less. They have to give you tools to be less addicted to their device. Yeah, it's a powerful tool, but it uh, definitely has a, a very high uh, potential for abuse. That's like the... Uh, the drug kings running rehabs. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, but it's different because the device gives a lot of good. Yeah. So good. you you want to use the device. You need to use the device, but 
it's is dangerous. Yeah. So the opioid pharmaceutical companies should could run rehab, right? And that's because that's not what it, it was meant for. We gave it to to temporarily, you know, kill the pain. What do you do? You want to give someone a tool, but you know the tool could be uh, used in the wrong know, way. And yeah, it's gonna it's going to be used. It's impossible to use the tool perfectly. Mm -hmm. Well, just like any tool, it's impossible to use the food properly. We have the same thing with people that sell us food in the commercials now need to tell us that their food's healthy. Because I do want to consume, but, uh, you know, I want to consume healthily. Yeah, I want to consume the right stuff. Yeah, so you confirm for me that you, you know about this. Make my portions the right size. Don't start uh, feeding me tons of stuff. So that's interesting. Uh, you, uh, you just made a connection in, in, in my head. For food, we have uh, nutritionists or, you know, maybe we're not such a big, big fan. We have doctors who tell us what's healthiest for us to consume. Correct. So for content, nothing. we need... We have people that are overweight on content. They're not consuming the right amount. They're not consuming the right stuff. They're not using the right apps. All of us. Yeah. I've been saying this. There needs to be a school. That's what I said. They need someone to teach you to use the right apps, analyzes your phone usage. I guess that's what Apple tried to put in with the screen time. But like, they could just tell you, dude, you're, you're screwing up terribly. This is just yeah. not good. If anyone that does this, well, once they have other stuff, like if they have the depression stuff, anyone that uses it this much is, doesn't feel good. Yeah. I actually saw a device recently that you, you wear. It's, uh, it's like similar to, to a watch. You wear it on your wrist, and it uh, tracks your stress levels. Oh, I'd love that. How crazy does that sound? Sounds and then good. it notifies you or calls, makes markers when your stress levels were unusually high so you could find out what caused them. Was it, was it something at work, a certain meeting, That's this, right. something you ate? Yeah, definitely. The phone itself could know. Everything, you know, like if someone that uses this phone this much, how much money do they make? Yeah. You know, like this is just not the right There's way so to use, data your, in the phone. use your phone. But right now, no one's aggregating. I don't know, I take that back. Google and Apple obviously trying, but like all of it. No one is able to understand which pages you're on in Instagram. And if you're on for a business reason, or if you're just uh, Instagram wasting understands. your time. Maybe, maybe they understand. Reddit doesn't understand anything. YouTube. Yeah, Reddit doesn't have a great algorithm. The watch doesn't know anything about me. Even though I wear it all day, I feel like it, it hardly knows me. I don't think Siri knows squat. She, she maybe knows where I want to go. Instagram's feed, when people scroll, it's not in chronological order. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so th that's all based on what they well, know they about you. They have ideas of what you click, but I'm just saying they don't, they're not taking enough, there's too many disparate pieces of data yeah. that are not being merged. Also, and they're just, they're just using it for their purpose, not yeah, for, they have one silly they're not offering correct. any other tools. They have one silly purpose that they want to use get, to get, get you to, to use, the, use app the app more. For as long as possible. That's it. So they, they know those patterns. Yeah, use this. And they don't know, oh, this is productive, unproductive, yeah. business, not business what the video is about, they have no idea. Yeah, this person could be using their, more, their time more productively if they did their this. Their heart rate elevates whenever they look at this kind of content. They, yeah. I guess we want our devices making judgments about us. It's a scary thing. If you watch porn, yeah. they're like, dude, you know, second time today. But they don't want to judge you. That's, the, that's really the problem. If they had my best interests at heart, then I'd love it, I'd welcome it, please. But. They don't. If they notice you watch tons of porn, they're going to try to sell me the, the $20 a month porn account. Yeah. I've said this before. They, their goal right now, yeah, is just to get engagement. They just need human engagement. They're like robots that crave. They're, that's what we're creating right now is robots that just know how to engage humans.
Yeah. Which is interesting. We have these, it's like almost like dogs times a thousand. They're this free creature that all it wants is your engagement. Yeah. It's really weird. And they're, they're so manipulative that instead of, you know, like being nice to us or whatever, they actually get us to be addicted to them so that their addiction to us is satisfied. Correct. It's wacky stuff. Is what kind of creature is that that just wants you on it always? And what does what the end game of creatures like that look like? Overconsumption. Overconsumption, uh, yeah. They're uh, smarter than us. We're going to all be strapped in, and they're going to suck out. And what, what do they want it for? To learn. Because they need us to learn. The more we engage, the more they could learn. The but more. their whole purpose of learning is so that they could engage us more. The only thing they're learning is how to engage us. That's the problem. We're not teaching them to learn the right things. Their goal is to just engage us. That's right, like so their it, deepest that's evolutionary goal. Very, we need to pick where we engage to teach them to engage us in the right things. Yeah. I, I always said this, that people are, this is a big topic, people are afraid of AI and whatever. By consuming, you are shaping the content that's created, the content that it shows. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have any, even if you believe that they're going to take over, evolve us out, your soul is getting sucked into them through what your desires are, through your consumption. And if you consume the right things, you're going to create an AI that's all about the right things. And if you consume all of the wrong things, you're going to create a, a thing that's all about the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So I guess we, we need to consume the right things. Your choices matter. If you click on a clickbait title, five ways your butt could look like this. So this is what you're making. You're making a monster that just shows you that article yeah. title again and like, again and oh, again. Clickbait works. Five ways your butt looks like this. Let's uh, yeah. give them another one. Yeah. And if you consume... Uh, you know, kindness, and, and it's first of all, it's really humans are making the content. So you, by consuming the bad content, are paying are, the person that made that funneling. Content. And then the robots are learning that this is what mankind likes, and this is the way to engage mankind. You could be engaged on your own terms. If he wants your attention, they, they'll give you anything to get your attention. They'll change your life. They'll make your life better. They'll make you live forever if you want. If, if that's what you uh, require to get their, you your require attention. To give your attention. They'll make anything. They'll make devices. But it's all about your consumption shapes the production, the creation. And it, you have such an obligation when you consume to, if you're cheap and you consume anything or you consume the wrong things, you're perpetrating it in the world, the, the production of it. And again, this, this so much aligns with, with real human interactions. If you have a higher standard for your expectations, people are gonna meet those expectations. And it's like you, you have that in, in, in social settings as well. Like if, you, if someone has more confidence, they're going to be treated like a, a more confident person. They're, you know, people are going to maybe make fun of them less, give them more respect. And it's the same exact thing. If you demand a higher, a higher quality product from the algorithms, from the systems, from the organizations, from the big corporations, they're going to they're gonna provide. Very interesting. But the other human doesn't necessarily need you the same way that this thing. This thing, yeah. yeah this thing yeah. is just programmed to please you. It's all it wants. If you use it, they assume you like it. They all just want you to like it. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they want to give you something that you like. It's not like so manipulative. I'll give you anything you like if you engage with me. The problem is, is if everyone else is happy to click on the five ways to make your butt bigger uh, and or look nicer, Whatever, the, whatever your YouTube video was. Uh, if, so, if everyone else is happy to click on that and I, you know, train, I, I'm tough on myself, you know, d you don't like that content, you like this content, be pickier, 
maybe the algorithm is just going to say, all right, he's one person. I don't care about him. It's much no, easier for me to please the masses. You. They're going to be everything. They're going to be everything yeah. and everyone. They're going to be... But right now, they're not perfect. And they'd rather just say, okay, fine. You, you're not meant for YouTube, but I'd rather... It's much easier for me to please the other people. It's not, okay, you're not so worth then, my efforts. But so then you'll funnel a different uh, program. Yeah, so you find podcasts. Right. Yeah. Correct. Um, does it... Is it arrogant to think that there's something better about listening to five ways to change the world than five ways to make your butt look bigger? Yeah, maybe that goes back to our, our old name yeah. or our intellectual gluttony. Like, we, you know, we're, we think it's so much better. We have this, this pride, this ego about consuming the good stuff, the smart stuff. But I, it, it, the only way I would be able to say it is better is if it actually leads to m more well-being. You know, happiness maybe, but I think yeah, the five ways to a, make a your butt look better is not going to lead to to more well-being, anything good. In fact, it might it might fuel the fire right. of insecurity. The five ways to make the world better is going to lead to more well-being for sure. Okay, so then it's better to consume five ways to anything that's going to make you a better person. That's the point with meditation. Also, the goal is that it's going to make you a better person. That you're going to be better in all of the interactions that you you're in. That you're people happy and feel better people angry and, and that you're ultimately feel about feeling better right both so you know that seems like a, a worthwhile thing to do um, so what if we we have to make algorithms that are addicted to making us in the long term feel better as opposed to this short term it's always going to be short term that's it we could only so the only way we could term. affect the algorithm is if we, if our short-term decisions have the long-term in mind. We have to consume. We're the, we're the only one that, that has any control over it. We have to consume less, probably, um, and consume the, closer to the right things and faster. And that really ties it all together. As you consume, rather than let your short-term desires, which are the drivers for consumption, guide you, you have to have the long-term in mind. And that ties into you making your schedule and what we said about about uh, tricking the mind with consumption, yeah, and for sure. with with this consuming. Your consumption needs to be mindful, mindful, uh, coordinated consumption. The only way to do that is not to just consume every time you smell something, um, but to really build out the consumption because we want to consume and we should consume, but consume the things that, that are going to help you. Don't consume uh, mind. And if there's time to peruse, peruse. Um, but have, you know, more of a structured uh, consumption, yeah. All right, cool. So I guess we'll wrap with that. I'll keep you posted on my uh, project. I, I don't have a name for it. What should it be called? My schedule? <laughs> <laughs> Morris's productivity. Uh, Ernie's productivity. I feel like this is one of the projects of the podcast, though, you know, from my perspective, is, is taking the cold plunge. What are the actions that I could take that might be unpleasant? that are going to make my life better. And all I could do is tell you how I do it um, and assume that all of you are working hard to do it on your own um, and uh, consume all of the resources that will allow me to do it better and in turn allow you to do it better. And as we uh, you know, immerse our, our bodies in, in different bodies of cold water, we'll hopefully be reborn again in, uh, in better and better versions of ourselves. Thanks for taking the time with us for another session of cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs>